always good to catch up with you. And uh, uh, I know, obviously, from the previous uh, episode that we've run, uh, a lot of things been happening. Uh, I don't know about you. Um, my, my week's been crazy. Like a, a lot of people asking questions since our first episode, which is always a, which is always a great sign um, because we're obviously doing our job properly. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there is. There's been. A, well, I've been. I mean, a lot of changes online, um, and I was even sending you some things that just popping up, like different. <laughs> Uh, yeah, different different things coming up on Instagram. People starting to uh, to jump on different avenues, and um, just noticing the different trends on Instagram with with uh, in, in terms of health and fitness has been interesting. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think we were uh, even in the last twenty four hours, uh, different people cropping up. One question that that really stuck in my head was um, where where can we actually get factual information during this time? Uh, I actually laughed when I actually read that question that was sent, and uh, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to not only for me to answer it, but um, also for you because I know that we. Uh, well, most people know that a lot of the industry bits of information that we have crosses a lot of different people's paths. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, uh, one thing that I read recently was body weight training versus uh, resistance band training. Yeah. Uh, well, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, in, in the situation that we're in, I'm I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt of people that have access. If that's all they've got, if, if resistance bands is all they've got, um, then they've got to make use of, of the equipment they have, right? But ideally, if you had other things to use, um, I I definitely wouldn't make that like a big part of my training. It, I wouldn't be using it like heavily in, in, in my training. Um, and nor do I get any of my clients to use it heavily in their training. Um, but in terms of like body weight versus resistance band training. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I use it as, as a tool. Like I, I wouldn't say it's better or worse. I just using it as a tool to supplement that body weight training, I guess. One hundred percent. I think there's a lot of different types of aids out there at the moment that that people necessarily they're they're gravitating towards the sources that they think they know are correct for them. Uh, especially looking at body weight training recently, uh, we're seeing it's so much stuff plastered all over Instagram, all over Facebook, YouTube, you name it. Uh, but this leads back to the the question: Are these sources credible? Uh, I I don't think that that some of them are. I think a lot of them, what they're doing is that they're running a copying process because they think that's going to work for their, for their audience. Uh, and it's not, it's not right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right there. I think, um, uh, yeah, I, I think people need to ask more questions, uh, before they start just doing, uh, doing things, you know, like we see these, a lot of these online, uh, classes, free classes come up and they're saying, all you need is one band or, you know, uh, a mini band and a long band and you can do this class. And like, there is, there's no justification. We watch it and we know there's no pro real programming involved. It's just sort of like what exercises can make these people do. Um, and I think like, like you're going to touch on as well is that the resistance bands for what these people are doing, I don't think that is like their actual purpose. You know, I think that the, they're sort of using it in a way that's not really 
what they're designed for. Okay, so you think that people are just using these resistance bands because their their friends are telling them that they're going to work? Yeah, because I think I think that. Yeah, I think that, and I think that they they're going to people that they believe are going to give them the right information, and and that they are that they think are credible. Um, we're not going to name any names on the show, but uh, we. Uh, I think people can make their own their own minds about that. If someone's giving out a free class, uh, and they have a lot of followers, and they're just sort of giving that out every single day, there is no programming involved with what they're doing. They're not nothing of nothing that they give out is specific to you. It's just a generic program or something that looks sexy or fancy, isn't it? It's not. I don't know what you think, Tom, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm under the belief that it's not that there is no real structure to it. It's just this is what we can do. This is what looks good on camera. Yeah, and that, and that's that's a sad thing right now is that a lot of people just because they think it looks good on camera think that it's actually going to work for them, uh, and it's not the case. Uh, it, it's quite disheartening, really. Uh, I, I feel sorry for these people that are being taken advantage of in in the sense that they're buying programs that aren't necessarily designed or equipped to actually helping them make that progression. I'd rather them have certain exercises and tools that are based on a specific uh, resistance type training. So for instance, if there's a plank, looking at different plank progressions that are alternatives that actually fit them, whereas putting in a hundred lunges and a hundred body weight squats and all that sort of stuff, it's not going to give you the right training concepts to match what you're trying to ultimately achieve which is to a stay fit and healthy but also actually understanding what works well for your body yeah uh and uh, it's it's becoming very very prominent uh i use that word lightly uh (laughs) that there are a lot of people out there right now that that can't really back their back themselves because they don't know the, the the concepts and how they fit uh so what what's what's apparent from that as well is that people seem to think that by following their certain one particular influencer that they're that they're aspired by thinks that that's the only way to train yeah that's another thing as well that they think that when you're training with someone individually face to face okay now that we're transitioning to a virtual environment which which we are uh, a lot of people are they're still staying to that one method because they think that that's going to ultimately work for them moving forward. Now I think is the right time that we look at all avenues of education. Uh, going back to the question, where can you get the correct sources from? You can get the correct sources from anywhere, uh, but you need to be looking for the right specific things in those right places. So what what I've found is that if you can draw in sources that fit certain audiences and demographics. I take into consideration that we're a sports performance business here. We work with people from the grassroots all the way up to the professional level in addressing sporting requirements. I'm not turning around to you saying, look, I'm only going to prescribe you planks and burpees and things. No, I'm going to provide a methodology and create a working a working system that will keep you mobile functional and also keeping you performing at a higher level because that's ultimately what my outcome is for you uh what what, what are you thinking right now yeah yeah I, I i'm definitely across that too um i'm definitely across that too i i, I almost thought of this the other day of like 
the way this is all quite new, right? We've been put in this situation very recently. So it's all very new to everyone and, and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon of going onto these uh, free group training sessions of these massive people with massive, massive followings and just jumping on and, and doing their programs. Right. Which is all well and good now. Like it's nice, but just like, I think, I don't know. Um, I, this is a personal opinion of mine, but just something similar to the way that F45 introduced itself into our into the fitness world, where it just sort of like boomed. And again, like uh, something that I don't believe has true, real structure in its training principles is just sort of like trying to claim improving strength, improving fitness and health, but is really just a generic training program in like a circuit base, right? And it's sort of similar to what I think will happen here with these people who are just doing these uh, online trainings, online training group sessions all the time is that people will start to break down. People are going to start to get injured and sore, and then they're going to have to try to find somewhere else, somewhere else or someone else to help them get out of that, um, that position that they're in. Um, but I think this is, this is a time for coaches to step up to the plate and don't feel threatened by, these big people, these people who have big followings online, who are doing the pulling in masses, you know, 50,000, hundred thousand people to watch their shows, uh, to, to watch their recordings. I don't, I don't think feel threatened by that at all. I think look at it and say, okay, well, they're not really giving out the best information to the person that they're training. How can I make it better? How can I, um, provide a better service and provide better information to the people out there? Because I think it's, it's going to, I think that's just going to die off um personally um so yeah mm. one thing that we touched on uh on our on our first episode was the importance of coaches talking to other coaches and i think that 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 falls into that category that that we have a lot of these influencers, like, like you say that are obviously putting out this content the coaches that don't have a big following their following is actually going to become more redefined yeah if that makes sense, because they're, they're following and going to understand their concepts better and, and actually in further detail now more than they would have before because they're starting to realize that that these coaches that, that have got the experience over the, the ones that have got those larger followings, they're the same people now. Those, those followings are just a number. But the people that are really actually valuing the content are the ones working with the smaller followings yeah. because they've got a better content base to work from. Yeah. Now, yeah. when I started looking at content and delivering it the way that I did, then I took a step back and said, Do you know what? I don't want to have 30, 40, 50,000 followers and just look at them all as a number. I want to look at my number of following and understand where they, they look for guidance. So, I created a hub essentially that was looking at different coaches, different athletes and different people and looking at all the different types of technology platforms and stuff that we do today. Mm. Now, education can be looked at in three different areas. I think personally, whether it be informative through video, uh, informative through written content or um, uh, written content on digital platform and digital and um, information on hardback. Mm. So, those are the three sources, really, that you're gonna you're gonna gravitate towards. Yeah. People don't want to spend hours upon hours looking at the same thing over and over again. They want to take the right bits of information, analyze it, 
take the pieces that they need from it and then move on. So if you've got those concepts in all the areas, uh, it, it's the perfect concoction to, to, to being successful and actually delivering the content to, to your to your viewers, to your readers, to your listeners. So it's, it's a massive thing right now. And um, I don't know, my my personal opinion really is that I would rather listen to someone speak about something and then have a small snippet of that and then relate it to a written piece of content because then it's all intertwined and there's, there's a method to it. Yeah. But that's just me. Like, what, what, how, how, do, how do you look at Yeah, this? look, I, I'm very much the same. Um, I actually am even uh, have a smaller attention span than that. I almost need it all in one little picture. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm very like, need to be, need to be grabbed in two seconds. Otherwise, I'm gone. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess it's going to be different for everybody. Um, yeah, but that's. There is, like you said, there's just so many ways you can get information. It's out there. It's just, and, and it's in all different types of forms. And we just got to find the best ways for us um, individually that, that we'd like to receive it, right? Yeah. There's um, a good thing that you sent over to me the other day. Uh, YLM. Yeah. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Just the way that they break down uh, a case study and put it in the simplest form and then it goes to market. But then people still have the bulk of the content as a source from that that, that place. So those are the sort of things that, that a lot of people right now, I think are gonna benefit them in terms of education because they're gonna be able to extract, like I said before, extract the small parts of the puzzle and then piece it all together. Um, but that's, that's, another, that's another longer, cycle to it because being able to find those sources of information to be able to do that comes with time yeah it? yeah that's it and I, like i said for me this that one is probably one of my favorites just because it's so like it grabs me quickly i know what I, if i need it or not and i can just go on straight away i don't have to spend time like watching a video or reading a massive write out in the in the um in the like comment section i can just look at the picture and, and then make a decision straight away whether it's relevant to me or not but Look, that one. I'm just people who are listening. If you're a coach, um, or if you're even if you're doing your degree, your early stages in coaching, or your like a, a coaching course, get on that YLM Sports Science because I it was uh, very very useful for me when I was at uni. Um, he he did these little infographics before back in the day on Facebook before he was on Insta, and they he, he even puts in uh, the reference of of the studies he he looks at so they're always good for people who are doing like assignments, assessments and wanting to get information on different topics with exercise, sports science, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. Get onto him. YLM sports science. Yeah. I think it's truly fascinating. That was, um, how did you actually come about? YLM? Was it, was it when you were at uni? Yeah. I think you were, you Mate, so, funny. so yeah. Um, I was I was at uni and uh, one of my other mates uh, who's studying in Sydney actually went to my high school and he's he's also a coach and and said the same thing as as I did. He um he sent it over to me. I was like, have a look at this, and then I looked at it and I was like, it's quite good. And then I went through the guy's stuff and asked my friend like, you know, does he pop pop stuff like this up all the time? And the guy goes, yeah, he's literally posting like every every single day. So 
that was how I found him through one of my mates at uni. Um, and yeah, I've not let go of him since. So it's good. It's a good, it's a good one to have just sitting there in your Insta feed. It's always those things you, you start scrolling through and then you just, something just catches your eye and next thing you know, you gravitate that's towards it. it. I think that's why you could pick out a handle of, a, ha- a handful of people that you follow and then I can guarantee you the handful of people that they follow are completely different to the hands of people that follow from individuals and everyone. And it just sort of just just changes uh, along the pathway, which is which is amazing. But then then the education from that is important. Uh, one guy that really stands out to me, I'm a massive fan of his. Uh, I mentioned this to you the other day as well when we were talking about different people that, that were influencers. Adam Menor, okay? Um, director of performance at uh, Varsity House in States. Uh, I've actually got the fortunate chance to be speaking to him on a uh, on a future podcast. So really excited uh, about that. And um, the reason why it really stood out to me, I was I was trying to look for people that could explain the biomechanics behind sprinting. Uh, I wanted to understand the conditioning aspects for. For, for sprinters, how, how how are they getting faster? How would how are they... Tom? Important thing is that a lot of people they don't they don't necessarily know how to run. Yeah, and uh, I think that that was one that was massive for me. Uh, Adam talks a lot about the biomechanics, and he's a very science based. Um, teacher but he's worked his way through the ranks he's uh you've got to listen to the podcast when when it when it comes out i'm sure i'll, I'll share it with you anyway uh, he really exposes uh from from speed uh explosive power and um also the the youth principles as well that come into it because it's not only about getting fast at the elite level it's about building that that uh speed over time to then progressing into a performance-based environment and uh, certainly someone that i feel adds a massive massive value to to the world of speed and uh he's also doing a um a few other bits and bobs in the in the industry right now which i think people will definitely um want to grab hold of so um here's one for me if you had to pick anyone else, who, who, who well, else would I'm you say, I'm going to ask you with that guy in particular, Adam Minnett, and I know you mentioned him to me the other day, someone I've only really recently just started following, and this is something like everybody listening that, you know, there's there's going to be people that I follow that I had to share with Tom that Tom didn't know about and vice versa, right? So if I were you, if I was a listener and you, if you've got, you're, you're trying to find where is the best place to get information for me? Like, where am I going to, what, what person am I going to follow to get the information? Look at the people that you trust in your social media circle or um, the, the trainers you've worked with before, coaches you've worked with before that you know are good and have a look at who they follow and who they talk about, who they like. They're probably going to be ones, reputable ones that they trust who in turn, if they trust them, then you should probably trust them too, right? Um and you're not going to – and also, like I mentioned before, Tom has people that he follows and knows about that, that I might not know. Um, speak to different people. Speak to different coaches because there there are coaches everywhere that have got good information and that are putting it out there. They might not be the most followed person, but they're giving good information, you know. So just 
take more of a look, make it more broader than just looking at the following. You know, don't just go on in, and in someone's page and then judge them straight off what their following is. Because, I mean, we all know now that for the most part, like generally that's not really the best way to analyze someone's Instagram is, is off their following, you know. Uh, a lot of people do that. Yeah, we. I, I was going to say just something off the back of what you said then in terms of people that don't have great followings, but there are people that have, when you're looking at the massive followed people in the industry, you've just got to think, well, okay, of that following, how many of them are actually credible? I can say that probably when you look at someone's Instagram, I would say that a third of that that following have real significant engagement. The remainder of it have engagement to the follower, but not to the necessary extent that they're actually going to be using the information for practical application. Yeah, definitely. And um, look, I, I I was telling you about this uh, this group the other day. They're from Australia, and uh, I think the the people that run it are, are a couple. So the girl's name is Steph, and the guy's name is Jay, and they run a a company called Phase Six. And their Instagram uh, tag is phase and then number six fitness. Um, now, they, they for me just, I, I really like it because I just think the way they present the information in terms of the videos and the content is quite cool. And it's, I, I just like it. This is a bit different to what I'm normally looking at in terms of what coaches I'm following. So these guys here link mobility, um, flexibility, strength. Um, in I'm going to say this loosely functional training all in like one sort of uh, page. And, um, and I think it's just quite applicable to, to people now. Like if you're at home, they do a lot of, they do tons of body weight stuff. So you can just look at that, go on their Instagram and just take, take some of their flows. They do like movement flows, they call it. And they're really quite nice, really, really good. They just, they, they're going to, maybe not get you super, super strong, but they're going to try to maintain the strength you've got, increase mobility, get you moving so you're not just stiff. Um, and, I, and I think that they're, they're doing a good job with what they're doing. I think the information they give out is, is quite good, not, um, not just like what looks sexy and uh, is trying to like pull in loads of people to make money. I think they're genuine in what they're, what they're offering. That's the thing as well is um, when I was looking over when you told me about these guys, they've got a lot of information, but they condense it really well, and that's the thing as well. It's simplistic. It's not. It's not over exaggerated. There's no smoke and mirrors. It's just very clear as to what they're trying to to portray. And I think we get blindsided by a lot of other people in the industry as well. And it's a, it, it's one of those things. Like, look, we're not we're not gonna start skating around on that because it's not it's not right but in terms of their information and their quality of information um i totally agree with that um so yeah back to me like if i was if i had to pick someone else to go to uh i would definitely look up elliot upton uh elliot funny enough is it was a pt in brighton but is now at ultimate performance in marbella uh elliot is probably one of the most straight-talking, no-fluff people that I've ever had the pleasure, pleasure to, to have ever met. Um, and I say that really close to me because he's just got a simplistic approach that 
will give you the straight answer and his information and his knowledge that he's accumulated over the years uh, in terms of training and um, in my eyes he is a transformation specialist he is just he's a fountain of knowledge and where it's credible to him is that he makes it relatable and that's the thing that a lot of people right now that have got those huge followings they're not making it relatable it's not being used for everyday life to be able to overcome that and i think that this is something that elliot's been able to educate uh, as well as obviously learn um from the bottom up because he's been through that process he came from the background of where someone had to go for a transformation he now delivers transformations because he knows what works to be able to do that mm. now if you haven't gone through your own transformation how credible are you to be able to deliver that information you're not are you because you're just going off what you've learned from a book or from a course if you actually experience it and go about it the right way nine times out of ten you're going to come out on the on the other end and so he would be for me uh my go-to for for transformation information uh, and just general approach to life uh and uh he does it very well very well yeah there's um both both of us follow this uh, this guy here um and he's part of a training group from what i understand that that atg group tom yeah uh ben patrick uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, awesome. Good, good shout. Very good. Uh, and uh, yeah, both Tom and I follow the, uh, well, uh, I think all the coaches there on that ATG group, in particular Ben Patrick, uh, more famously known as Knees Over Toes Guy, uh, <laughs> which is quite quite a funny little Instagram now. I quite like it. Um, so if you want to look him up, he's Knees Over Toes Guy, part of this ATG group. Um, and what he and the group does well is that they're quite impressive in how, uh, they've particularly for themselves developed their vertical, uh, power jump, whatever you want to look at their, their vertical abilities is incredible. Um, and how they are coaching it and what they're doing on their Instagrams is, is quite informative and really, really good information. I think, what do you think, Tom? For me, Ben Patrick it took took it from a 19-inch vertical jump to above 46 or 47, I believe it was. Now, to do that using plyometric concepts and doing it in a way that actually is relatable to basketball, he's taken that market. He, is, he in my eyes, is the epitome of how high you can jump. Yeah. If you train correctly, that that is. But um, yeah, the ATG online group, they're they're one of a kind, and he's actually um, going to be doing a symposium in a couple of weeks' time. So we'll be able to to see that, which will be um, which will be pretty awesome. But um, yeah, this this is something to look forward to. Uh, someone else that I think. Uh, for me, uh, would be Ben Pakulski. Okay, I know this is a little bit of left of field, but Ben Pakulski, in my eyes, is the epitome of all things science. Okay, um, but he's actually came out of university with a postdoctorate in kinesiology. 
Uh, he's actually the founder of uh, Muscle Intelligence uh, in Tampa, Florida. Now, Ben's originally from a bodybuilding background, but his expertise and knowledge within science is what makes him stand out. Uh, and how the brain actually connects to those muscle groups to actually performing uh, correct movements. Because ultimately, if you can't perform a correct movement, you can't train properly, can you? It's it, it's completely irrelevant. And I think that that's, that for me, I've, I've picked up a lot of knowledge from him over the years. And with that being said, he 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 just out he just outsmarts everyone in terms of education, and uh, also from his muscle intelligence uh, camps that he runs as well across the years. So for me, uh, he's another one that we can add to the list uh, of credible sources in terms of education. Yeah, good. Would you say there's anyone else, really? Anyone else that you can think of? We've, got, we've, we've spoken about four people. Yeah, I think I, I, I mentioned to you before, look, I've got some personal ones that I quite like. Um, and they're not, like we were saying before, they're not necessarily have big followings and, like, we don't – they're not people I would really need to share on here. If, if, my, if my followers or someone was interested and wanted to message me about it specifically, I could give them someone. But I, what I wanted to want to say to everybody listening is look beyond – how many followers someone has because there are some, some fantastic coaches out there who don't have massive followings who might not even be on Instagram, you know, and they, yeah, they might be sharing information elsewhere. Um, it's, it's not really, it's, it's not to show how credible someone is or how experienced and good of a coach that person is based off their, off their following. It's a really strange thing, though, when when we think about that, how how things have evolved in terms of we're talking about credible sources of information for a social media stream. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting though that the, the people that have got the most experience are the people that have gone through the hard knocks lives when there was no technology involved. Yeah. but the problem then that we that we uncover is then they become a bit dinosaur esque. Yeah. Uh, not in a negative way. Uh, I don't like to use that in a negative term, but it it just it it poses the question then: if you were to then uh, offer a piece of advice or a piece of information to uh, to someone who'd been in the industry a long, long time and you'd been working with, would they value it? I don't think. They yeah, would. I don't know. I don't know. Be interesting to know that because we're we're obviously coaches of the next generation. Yeah. And I think that we're uh, exposed to a lot of information at the moment that necessarily we don't have the time to absorb yeah. because there is so much of yeah. it. Uh, we've just rat rattled off four people mm. that we think can that that we think are credible sources and can provide the right information for uh, well the the primary listeners that, that that are that are listening to this so it's um yeah it's a it's, it's an interesting question really and uh, i hope the person listening to this podcast uh we've answered that question extensively enough uh, for you uh to be able to make a, a an assessment from that uh, and also utilizing it as well because we don't want you just just to to look at this information and think okay cool i've got it now what i do with it 
that's where you ask us, and we actually we can tell you how to how to practically um, uh, apply. Yeah, so I think I think yeah, and and uh, like I said before, I, I'm, if if I had a follower in my on on my page or one of my clients or one of my friends even who messaged me and said like, look, Nick, I want to follow someone, or do you know anybody who's good? um in providing i don't know rehabilitation rehabilitation exercises for uh, i don't know knee injuries or something like something that is is out of my field out of my scope then i would yeah. go and refer them to somebody you know um and i think this is this is where you're going to be better off asking somebody who you're close to or who you trust with a smaller following who's not almost like in the celebrity status who's getting probably messages every single day from random people. If you would message someone like Tom or myself, someone with a smaller following um, or, or someone who uh, is actually coaching in the, in the industry properly, um, then they might be able to give you better sources of information and, and point you in the right direction and refer you on to someone that would be in that line that you're, that you're looking for, you know? Hmm. Too many people spending time thinking that they know everything and not being a master. Whereas, whereas I know where my limits are when it comes to the educational side of things. I, I won't overstep those. I'll always refer them. And then it's uh, knowing who to refer to, to, to getting that, that information. And it, it, it's, uh, it's tough when you see people trying to replicate things that they've seen through social media because it can be a help and at the same time be a hindrance. So it's, um, we say a jack of all trades, a master of none, mate. Uh, um, yeah. It's better to be a master of one and not a jack of all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll flip, we'll flip, flip them on the head, mate. Always have to. Always have to. Uh, yeah, so there's obviously a lot of, lot of sources out there. Uh, if you had to think of things right now in terms of education for yourself now look for, for me the education is going to be across the whole year uh, primarily looking at new principles uh, of SLC yep. and how we can look at the emerging trends as well moving forward but also taken back to uh, the basic principles principles of movement uh, I think are very very important uh, you mentioned obviously phase six as one of the sources that you go to for information yeah. uh i think what i'm going to start doing personally for myself is looking up more of the mobility aspects of things because we're right now we're in a time where a lot of people are yeah. a lot of people so if i can equip myself with uh, a lot further knowledge in that space uh it's definitely going to increase um my knowledge armory so to speak uh but also at the same time I'm going to understand it better because that's the thing. I'm, I've been so one-dimensional in looking at performance markers that me as a coach, I, I need to be looking at those other areas just so I know about yeah. it. Not to necessarily practically apply it with anyone that I work with, but to understand the processes that, that will go into it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think two things on that. So the first thing I was going to say is, is that um, 
people people need to stop buying into and i'm i've been subject to it but, but people need to stop buying into whole systems and start to buy into the principles of those systems right so for example i'm going to just take take this as an example is not a bad thing i'm not trying to put a bad name on them or anything like that they're good at what they do and, and they provide good information to coaches but um animal flow the animal flow certifications right now i i don't think they're bs or anything like that but i do think that their movements and their system is based off specific training principles and movement principles right so we need to learn to understand those so that then we can understand the systems and not the other way around we shouldn't be learning the systems first before we learning the principles Okay. So, um, I think that's like a massive, massive takeaway. And, um, unfortunately I think in our industry as coaches, there are times where we get pushed to learn the system first. Um, uh, or we want to, because we want to have the, the, we want to be able to teach it faster than we understand it. Um, so I think if you're a coach and you're wanting to get better in a particular right now, in a time when you've got the time to learn, um, and absorb things, if you see something you like, or if you see a system that you like, I'm going to, I'm going to take another one here. Like for example, FMS, right? FMS functional movement screen. If you like that, great, but actually understand why they are using those specific tests in that screening and understand the, the principles of it. Okay. So, um, I, I like phase six. Yes. Um, I, I like it similar to what you said, because I'm trying to equip myself better. I'm trying to build up my toolbox with different sorts of things that I might not have um, before been so focused on. And now are a time where I'm sort of pressured to, I have to adapt. I have to change, you know, and then I have to learn things that, that generally before I could have gotten away with not knowing too much about, because it wasn't my specialty. It wasn't something that I was trying to train people in all the time, but now I, I, I can use a lot of it in my programming for my clients virtually and in their sessions at home. So yeah, that sort of stuff is applicable to me now and my clients. So, um, yeah. That's amazing. It's, I think, yeah, the knowing why you're doing it is the biggest, the biggest hurdle because if you know why you're doing it and you have to understand it, then you can't, you can't apply it. You, there's no point. There's no point trying to apply something that you don't understand. Um, so I, I'm going to lead into something that, that I've recently done. So we were talking uh, possibly about two weeks ago when I was starting to finalize, uh, finalize the beast concept. Okay. So the concept itself is based around body weight, but it's also looking at the performance elements of it. Now, when I was talking to you, um, I mentioned obviously the work capacity and whether or not it was going to be suitable to be actually being able to deliver it to someone who could actually then perform it. Uh, you came back with, uh, yeah, mate, you need to get that out there because it's good. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what else the exact words you said, but it was basically, yeah, along those lines. I'm not going to say the, the, the bad, well, the, the rude version, <laughs> <laughs> um, but i remember it so uh, i just thought i'd just keep that bit uh, pg um <laughs> but for me what i realized during that process of actually creating that now that took me three and a half months to create okay but 
for you as a coach to come back with those comments straight away, I then knew that you looked at it to a point of where you could see, do you know what? That's a lot of programming that's gone into that because you appreciate that because you understand the why of it. Yeah. Now, if I was to go to someone who was a pro athlete uh, or a semi-professional athlete and say, look, hey, do you understand this? They would, they would understand it, okay? Yeah. But when we strip it back to a someone just coming into the sport and stuff like that, that's where the education comes from the coach to delivering it, to then getting them to understand the why behind it. Yeah. That's where good coaching comes into it. That's what, for me, defines a good coach, is knowing that you're able to extract all the complex pieces of information that you've worked on tirelessly over months and months and weeks and hours and days and sleepless nights and all of the other crap. Um, <laughs> but to be able to come to the finished article and to say to someone who's not a professional, can I guide you through this process? Yeah. That is a true testament of coaching. And that concept that I created is, is for me, is very, very crucial that if someone does it correctly, they will achieve optimal results from it because I'm able to, to, to put the power in their hands to say, look, here's a library of four. You can use it over a four, eight, 12 week concept if you want to, because it's, it's moldable. You can recreate it to fit you because the library itself is, it's, it's data driven. Your data will, will, you'll essentially see your progression points from that. So I, I think that I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't have understand the basic principles as you were saying before. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's why I think people should be looking at um, coaches or even just people now have got the time they're interested in health and fitness is, is maybe, maybe they couldn't hurt. It wouldn't harm anyone from going and learning basic training principles. Um, in particular, if you train on your own in the gym now, some time to sit and, read and understand like why you're doing specific things and and maybe if you need to change the way you're doing something so that you are training in line with proper training principles you know if you were to look at the last six months okay and in terms of what you know now versus six months ago how much information do you think you you've you've accrued over that time mate how much education have you oh I don't know, but I'm saying yogurt now instead of yogurt. So that's one thing. In all seriousness, no, in all seriousness. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I couldn't give you an amount, right? There's no, there's, but yeah, every day, every single time I step into the gym, every time I'm doing a session with my client, I'm learning something, you know, it, whether it be the way that they individually move and how I'm understanding different body types and um, training to different people, um, whether it be psychology and um, the way that I'm emotionally delivering a program or I'm de emotionally demanding of someone for a program. Um, so many things, you know, every, every, every day learning something. So yeah, in six months, I, I can't, I can't tell you that total amount, but yeah, I'm definitely a much better coach now than I was six months ago. Now, to be able to say that as well is is huge because I, I'm, I'm the same. Like, there's so much different bits of information. Like, it just you want to be able to coach it all in one go, but you can't 
because it's it's uh, so valuable, but if used in the right place, if, if you get what I mean. Yeah. You can only use it in a, in a right place. Um, but, yeah, look, I think it's fantastic that we that are able to, to talk about this today. I think education's a, a massive topic. Uh, I'm sure that people will take some notes from this uh, and be able to use it to their advantage. And if so, if they have any other questions and they know that, that there are people like me and you that, that can just sit there and say, look, do you know what? We know the answer to that. If we don't, then we know someone else. But look, Nick, good to to catch up with you today, mate. Uh, always, always good to have a chat. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll 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 talk about some other topics in the future that will spring to light. But other than that, mate, um, have a great day. And uh, let's speak soon. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. <laughs>